Hey Cudigy to all my friends and relatives in four directions. This is Robert Pilot of Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake. I'm here to ask you for your support. Finding honest Native-centered news is not easy. But with your support, we're able to provide accurate information about Standing Rock, Line 3, treaty violations, and COVID-19 in our Native communities. Please visit Native Roots Radio Network on Patreon and donate if you can. That's Native Roots Radio Network on Patreon. Pinigigi, and thank you for your support. 2023 is here, and you can make it the Year of the Eagle with the National Eagle Center. You and your family can enjoy exciting eagle experiences, including field trips, private habitat tours, and exclusive behind-the-scenes tours. Meet live eagles up close, view bald eagles and golden eagles in the wild, and receive personal one-on-one education with dedicated and knowledgeable eagle experts as you journey into the world of eagles like never before. Learn more and plan your unforgettable eagle experience today at nationaleaglecenter.org slash experiences. Minnesota has the only original wolf population in the continental United States, and 80% of Minnesotans believe the wolf should be protected. Howling for Wolves is asking Minnesotans to respect our true wildlife manager, the wolf. Their survival is critical to our ecosystems, our communities, and even our economy. As highly intelligent animals with strong social bonds, Minnesota wolves deserve to be protected and admired. Learn more at howlingforwolves.org. Let's live and let howl. Hey, Olgama, I've been hearing a lot about this term, climate justice. What is that? Climate justice is recognizing that the negative impacts of climate change don't affect all people equally. It also means transitioning from a fossil fuel-based economy to a more sustainable future. MN350 is one of the groups that's pushing for this transition to protect our futures. You can even get involved, too. That's great, especially since I'm concerned about pipeline projects like Line 3. How can I help MN350? Just find them on Facebook or visit mn350.org. When we heal from our traumas. When we face our fears. Let go of our addictions. When we relearn our values. When we live our teachings. Respecting our elders. Cherishing and honoring our children. When we honor and take care of our spirit. There will be no room left for sexual violence. Sponsored by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. With a look at your AM 950 weather, I'm Patrick Lilia. Clear tonight with a low of 22, then sunshine Wednesday with a high of 36. There's no better time than now to experience the new Maggie's Lounge at Crooner's Supper Club. Serving up light fare and cocktails, no concert ticket is required. Crooner's Supper Club, just north of 694 off Highway 65 in Fridley. Croonersmn.com Portions of Native Roots Radio may be pre-recorded. It's a good day to be indigenous. Get up, stand up. They are going to become more brutal. Couldn't cut, hidden cut again. Because all the hippies were trying to be Indians anyway. They're going to become more repressive because it's a matter of dollars and their illusionary concepts of power. Hey, Victor. We must live in balance with the earth. And also with recent happenings at Wounded Knee. I am awake. Welcome to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Wakanja Hade. Hey, Karagita, all my friends and relatives in four directions. You are listening to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Robert Pilot. And we discuss local and national Native news and events. And as you know, Wendy, 
Native issues are human issues, and human issues are Native issues. This portion of the show is brought to you by Native American Community Clinic on Franklin <laughs> Avenue in Minneapolis. What the? Honoring <laughs> health and tradition. Oh, my gosh. Uh, okay, hopefully my voice will come back in the next segment. Let's hope so. Wow. <clears throat> I'll That's... go and gargle. Holy mackerel. Hey, <laughs> I had no idea it was going to do that. I'm sorry. That's awesome. It's like uh, you're you're not, you know, you were on yesterday, so you're like a new guest today with this new voice. So, um, yeah. Well, hey, we got you out of retirement, Wendy. You're going to be working uh, two shows here in a row. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate it, but there's some exciting news that I'd love to hear about, and I've had a busy day, so I haven't been able to hear about it. But before we uh, make you the number one uh uh, guest on the show slash uh, co-host slash co-creator of the Native Ritz Radio. Let's get to Ogama with the news that you don't hear anywhere else and go gargle. Hey, Bujuanian relatives. This is Ogama Ganuekwe with some news and events here on Native Roots Radio. Uh, first things first, I want to remind everybody that next Tuesday, February 14th, one week from today, is the annual Missing and Murdered Indigenous Relatives Remembrance Day uh, nationwide um, and throughout Turtle Island. So make sure you are checking MMIW, MMIWR uh, hashtags to figure out where there might be an event in your area. In the Twin Cities, the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition does host a march that's leaving from uh, East Phillips Park at about 11 a.m. Or excuse me, the march begins at noon, but the speakers begin at 11 a.m. And then in uh, the Duluth area, there's the um, ninth annual uh Day of Remembrance as well, and that's put on by the American Indian uh, Community Housing Organization, or ICHO. Check out their page. And then MMIW218 over in Bemidji as well. So I'm sure there's an event for everybody, and, um, you know, take that time if you can. I know a lot of people um, hang up a red dress or a red shirt um, or a red piece of clothing or um, even the clothing of a relative that uh, in you knew in your life that uh, is missing or, or has been murdered and um, take that time to honor their spirit and hang those up for those loved ones that have not made it back. Um, next week as well on February 15th at the Minnesota State Capitol is the Rise and Repair Rally for Indigenous Rights and Climate Justice. That starts at 11 a.m. at the Minnesota State Capitol in St. Paul. You can go to riserepair.com, riserepair.com to find out more about the rally and uh, get involved. Uh, they always need security. All of those uh, types of volunteers are always welcome. Uh, Robert, I wanted to touch a little bit on the uh, downtown Minneapolis riverfront and the Friends of the Falls. Uh, the Star Tribune just recently uh, reported on this this week about uh, Shelley Buck, who is now president of Friends, in the, uh, Friends of the Falls and a member of the yeah. Dakota Nation. And uh, they are talking about taking back the land uh, adjacent to St. Anthony Falls in the Twin Cities. And... Um, this is really like so exciting. Um, they're going to be working with the Minneapolis uh, city and the Minneapolis park board um, to have the Dakota nations potentially reassume ownership of what was of course, traditionally a Dakota sacred site um, prior to European settlement, of course, um, and the Minneapolis milling industry, um, which created destruction of the natural St. Anthony falls back in 1869. Um, the waterfalls and the islands at its base were, 
where Dakota people held ceremonies and gave birth. And um, they are just so excited to uh, Friends of the Falls is finally um, majority native led. And they're just so excited to work with the city to find ways to um, make this a native um spiritual site and have ownership of it again um it's really sad uh, some of the history that surrounds that saint anthony falls area robert um yeah. spirit island was quarried uh to build the city um the islands that were at the base of the waterfall were limestone and um basically the spirit island uh was looted and um the remains of those people that were there um you know, according to Shelley Buck, uh, remain on display. Um, so they'll be working to get that federal land back. And um, it's about three acres located on the west bank of the Stone Arch Bridge. For So for those of you who are in um, the Twin Cities area, that would uh, kind of give you an idea of where it is. So that you know, is... When I was a college student, I uh, read all about Father Hennepin and how he... Uh, he uh, uh, went around and figured out how old these uh, beavers were and how much, because, you know, uh, falls move unless, you know, the uh, uh, if they stop them from moving, you know, they keep on creeping back and back. And uh, we, we, or me, I should say, as, an, uh, as a child and adult, I've never seen the falls where they're supposed to be because they're all, um, Army Corps of Engineer over the years has really messed those up. Right. Yeah. There's just been continuing and ongoing desecration at that site. And I am um, really excited to see how this goes. Um, currently, there's just ongoing no negotiations with the Army Corps of Engineers um, over the future of the Lock and Dam area and um, what's happening with federal control of that. Um, but there's definitely uh, the indigenous hand and the real story of St. Anthony Falls is being told. And I think that's what's most important. And Shelly Buck in, uh, from Prairie Island, she's a former president. She's a vice president now of, uh, and she's a doer and she's been doing good things. And you see her all over uh, the Twin Cities area and any kind of uh, action. And uh, she's a doer. So it's good to see that she's the president of that Ogama. Absolutely. The other piece of news that I wanted to talk about today um, is something that I think we talk about a little bit here and there on Native Rich Radio, but this is kind of part of a wider issue. Um, the College Fix just did a report on uh, called Focahontas, uh, White Female Scholars Pretending to be Native American. <laughs> um, and it's a spinoff of the New York Post article from January 24th of this year um, talking about uh, Erica Wirth, who was a novelist and uh became accused of being a pretendian. Um, and she was also an English professor at Western Illinois University. And then her claims of Native American ancestry were completely debunked. Um, and, you know, what's happening, I think, in a lot of places, and this is um, something that the U.S. Census has you know, discovered is that um, the number of Native Americans that has gone up, according to the survey, um, 86 percent from 2010 to 2020. That's more than the number of people that could have been 
born of native ancestry in that time. So what's happening is that uh, non-native people are claiming native ancestry. Um, and they're finding that academia and colleges tends to be a place where this happens. And this article talks about a UC Berkeley professor uh, who ended up admitting that she had no proof of Native American ancestry after building her academic reputation on the claim. There was a University of California Riverside professor who lied about being Cherokee and then continued to work at the school after uh, the falsity was discovered. And then there was a Vanderbilt neuroscience named Beth Ann McLaughlin, Laughlin. Uh, who created an entirely fake Twitter account run by a non-existent indigenous professor of science at Arizona State University. Nice. And that account would occasionally oppose critics of that of McLaughlin. Um, and that was uncovered as well. And, um, you know, this is just the tip of the iceberg when we talk about these things. So um, those of you who are out there who are using this as a way to uh, appropriate uh, indigenous history, please don't. Yeah, big problem, been a problem. It's uh, people now are more hip to like checking on people on the Internet and where they're from and who their family are. So uh, kudos to the people that are uh, checking that out, because there's been people that have been in academia for many, many, many years that are fakes. We'll be right back with uh, Wendy Pilot. Stay with us. <laughs> Unwanted sexting or photos, inappropriate jokes, even tickling or wrestling can feel like a violation. Catcalling, cornering, or groping, getting them drunk or high for sex, recording sexual acts without permission, hurting someone because of their sexual orientation, ripping a family member, a child, a date, a friend, a stranger, purchasing a human being for sex, you make the choice every single time. Sexual violence is many things. Make a choice. Do not do it. Sponsored by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Hey, Olgama, I've been hearing a lot about this term, climate justice. What is that? Climate justice is recognizing that the negative impacts of climate change don't affect all people equally. It also means transitioning from a fossil fuel-based economy to a more sustainable future. MN350 is one of the groups that's pushing for this transition to protect our futures. You can even get involved, too. That's great, especially since I'm concerned about pipeline projects like Line 3. How can I help MN350? Just find them on Facebook or visit mn350.org. Metro State University invites you to explore how to grow your knowledge and advance in your career at their graduate program's preview day, Saturday, February 11th. Learn about more than 25 master's degrees, graduate certificates, and doctoral degree programs. Meet our extraordinary faculty and discover resources available to help you take the next step in your career. Sign up today at metrostate.edu slash preview day. Change the world your way. Metro State University. JNS Bean Factory is a native-owned, community-supported, cozy, artsy coffee shop which offers roasted on-site beans, live music, and baked goods. Relax in the beautiful outside patio. City Pages writes, voted top 10 coffee shops. Tucked into a quiet corner of St. Paul's Highland Park neighborhood, this coffee shop roasts beans on-site from the best coffee-growing countries in the world. Located at 1518 Randolph Avenue, St. Paul. The good stuff. Hi, this is Representative Sharice Davids from Kansas. I'm Ho-Chunk, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio. And we're back to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is brought to you by Howling for Wolves, <laughs> protecting wolves for future generations. Howl! Howl! 
good one. Hey, you know, um, Nancy's got, got the day off, and Wendy was at the uh, uh, Capitol, Capitol the today. State Capitol. Hadn't been there in a few years, so mm-hmm. I want to hear all about it, Wendy. Uh, welcome to Native Roots Radio, uh, day two. Thank you very much. Hi, everybody. My name is Hanaji Hihani. That means cares for them. I was given that name by my Dega Curtis. Oh. Curtis goes by Mashke Hanajinga, which means walks on white clouds. I'm a humane policy volunteer leader for the Humane Society of the United States, and I work on animal issues at the local and state level, and it's always my pleasure to do that. And yes, I w- was at the Minnesota State Capitol today for Wolf Day 2023 ban wolf hunting and i just want to give a shout out really to dr maureen hackett she is the founder of howling for wolves and she is so passionate about passionate about these animals and want wants to protect them and has this organization howling for wolves that does such good work and her volunteers are just amazing uh the program that uh, they put on today at the state capitol uh, was really amazing, really well organized. We had, um, I counted the rouster. We had a, a rouster of everybody who was there and who attended and people who went to see their representatives and their senators. And it was just over 100 people. That's amazing. That is amazing. Is it rouster? What did you say? Rouster. Rouster. The rouster. The... <laughs> Bless you, Robert. The sheet that has everybody's name on it. I don't know. That's what we say in New York. Anyway, it was a really good uh, program. And Maureen talked uh, a lot about like what we should be doing, how should we should be talking to our legislators, uh, what kind of things are important to talk to them about. So I really feel like, and I never knew this, um, you know, back in the day, like, to go and meet your legislators, right? Like go meet your house representative, know who your city council member is, um, go to town halls, um, you know, you know, I'm Facebook friends with a lot of our representative, Dave Pinto, who's my house representative. Mm -hmm. And it's just good to like, like their stuff on Facebook. And because you never know what you're going to want to talk to them about, what you're going to need. I mean, they work for us, you know, they work for us. And I have to say, it was really fun. I think it's been three years since I've been at the Minnesota State Capitol. I was always there at least twice a year, twice a year, sometimes three times a year talking to my people, our our representatives, Robert, about all different kinds of things. So Wendy, let's back up. Uh, How did the day start? Because I know there's a church catty corner from there. You guys didn't go there? No, not Howling for Wolves. Actually, you know the rotunda in the middle of the Capitol? So the rotunda is in the the middle of the Capitol. It's the, the dome. The dome of the... We were underneath, like in the tunnel area. So we were underneath in the basement, really. So there's a really nice room, and it's really beautiful down there also, even though it's the basement. You Mm -hmm, think it's mm -hmm. the basement, but it's a really nice room. So that's where we were, uh, which I prefer, because then we had to go to the state building and then to the other building, and you just go through the tunnels to get there. You don't even have to walk outside, so... Um, yeah, so that's how the day started, cool. and we, you know, little refreshments. Well, yeah, coffee. we got some. We got our t-shirts. We got <laughs> some water. Um, we met other people who were there 
just catching up and talking with them. It's always so much fun to see so many like-minded people in one yeah. place. And it really, the being at the state capitol really gives you like energy. Like yeah. I know every time I'm there, I really feel enthusiastic. I'm like almost like on a high. Whoa. Um, and it's, uh, it's, it really is a lot of fun. So, um, we had the program and then, you know, we had appointments with our representatives and senators. Unfortunately, Erin Murphy, who's our senator, yeah. um, she was in, an, you know, an important meeting. So she couldn't meet um, with us. Uh, there was probably about five of us. Um, and um, so what I did was uh, the legislative assistant uh, called me later in the day and I set up another appointment for another day with Erin. So... So when when you uh, say five people, there was five people that were in our district that were ready to meet Aaron at the same time as you? Yes. So that's pretty cool. That's very cool. And I want to say something that when a bunch of people wanting the same thing go into an office and talk to their senator, talk to their house representative, talk to their city council member, that's very impactful. Um, because when a bill comes across their desk and they look at this bill, they're going to say, oh, yeah, I remember those five people who came into my office and talked to me about, you know, wanting to protect wolves permanently. Right now, the Minnesota State wolves are, they are on the threatened endangered species list. Wow. And that's where they are right now. Um, and if they ever get taken off the Endangered Species Act, there may be a hunt here in Minnesota. So that means that the DNR would probably have that uh, say whether there should be or not, wow. um, and we're really afraid that you know they'll say we need a we need a wolf hunt and and so, then a lot of people will go and kill the wolves. So were you today? Were you like talking about firming up a law so something like that can happen? Can happen because I know like uh, Maureen was sent us a message yesterday during the show that mm -hmm. they worked on it last year. Mm -hmm. um, what? What were you wanting the senators to, to work on okay, or so the legislators to? To do. Okay, yeah. so right now there is a bill that doesn't even, it's brand new. It's like hot off the press. It's not even signed yet. It's not dropped. That's uh -huh. what they call it. This oh. bill has not even dropped yet, and it's going to be dropped soon. Um, and what we want to do is talk to our legislators before the bill even comes about. And once with the bill does come about and it has those numbers, like it'll say, right. you know, Senate or House number and Senate number, well, we know the numbers. Mm -hmm. And then we can call our representatives and say the bill has dropped. It's Senate bill so-and-so. Yeah. It's House bill so-and-so. We need you to take um, a look at this. And we want you to repeal the wolf hunt. Mm -hmm. That's what we want you to do. So we have to see how this bill is written, whether it's going to be a yes or a no. We uh -huh. don't know yet, huh. but we have to read the bill and find out what it is. And we have to call our representatives and say. So is the process, uh, you, you give them the verbiage and then their lawyers at the House and Senate write the bill for you? Or do you write the bill first and then want them somebody to present it and uh, sponsor it how mm -hmm. does that work well i don't know for howling for wolves but i could talk about uh the humane society of the united states 
uh, they have lawyers, mm-hmm. and they um, would write a bill with make it easy for with them. a verbiage how a bill should be written, yeah. and then we get um, sponsors of the bill. Would that be one senator and one representative, yes. or more? Well, we want at least one senator and one House representative, and then as many as possible. Wow! So you know, let's just say you know. Bill is my senator, yeah. and Bill is the sponsor of the bill. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Bill is the now, sponsor right? of the bill. Bills. Bill is the sponsor of the bill, and I go into my senator, which hopefully isn't Bill, who's Robert, okay. and I say to Ooh. Robert, Robert, Bill is a, <laughs> a is a sponsor of this bill. Would you also co-sponsor it? Ah. So then it would get, and the more. The more signatures, and each bill I, are, are only allowed a certain amount of each. Okay. You know, so then... Um, it's good for me to know this because you know what I'm trying to do for my I nation. I know, right. So, so we want to get as many senators and House representatives that is allowed on the bill to be a part of it because that just sponsor, show, yeah. yeah, because that just shows that how important it is and how many people really care about it, right? And it gives it really gives it a push to really go through and really get heard and not you know end up in a um, omni, omnibus bill, which right. is a whole bunch of different bills that are all mixed into one, which can be good and bad. So that's a mm-hmm. whole nother show. But right. um, it's really, I've learned so much about the process and how important it is. And anybody could just go and, you know, meet their representatives, email them, just say, hi, this is what I care about, or find out what's going on and see if you no. are... Now I, I, we're gonna break here in a in less than a minute here, but so would I? Let's say if I wanted to do what I wanted to do, would I? Uh, would I make appointments or just show up and uh, hope to talk to a senator or representative? Yeah, you'd have to make an appointment. Yeah, okay, and you would make good. an appointment with the legislative assistant. Cool. Yeah, and you could zoom or you could go in person. I like to go in person. Yeah, right on. Hey, so you're listening to Native Ritz Radio Presents I'm Awake. I'm here with Wendy, and we're talking about today's... uh, Yeah, Wolf Day. And when we come back, I really want to just talk about, like, what was important for us to talk to our representatives about, specifically about the wolf. Right on. And then Wendy's going to go gargle with this uh, next commercial here because she's losing her voice. But this is, uh, what, February 7, 2023, and it's Wolf Day, you know, so... Oh. oh, all right, we'll be right back with Wendy Pilot. Please stay with us. Hey, it's Patrick. February is the month for love, but when was the last time you gave your carpet the love and attention it really deserves? If your carpet hasn't been professionally cleaned, you are breathing unhealthy levels of nasty dirt, dander, bacteria, and germs that keep recirculating again and again. And what's worse, you're going to be stuck inside breathing that nasty stuff for months. Lucky for you, Zero Res is going to spread the love for you and your home with their Love Your Rug special. Get three rooms Zero Resified from the Twin Cities' number one carpet cleaner starting at just $119. Plus, this month only, they are throwing in a free hallway to sweeten the deal. But hurry, this deal won't last long. And because love has no limits, Zero Rest is going to take 75 bucks off your air duct cleaning. You owe it to yourself and your family to breathe healthy, happy, and clean. 
Call Zero Res right now, 9520-RES, or go online at ZeroResMinnesota.com and say you want the AM950 special. Zero Res. Hi, this is Laura, and I want to tell you about my family's favorite thing. It's our wood stove. We bought it about 14 years ago from Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces. And see, the wood stove has actually paid for itself because we can keep the main area that we live in toasty warm with this great moist heat. But more important than saving money, it has actually improved our lives. Having a fire simplifies life. It provides comfort. It sort of takes the chill out of winter. I'm Peter Solak. In 1977, I started Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces. And I experienced the simple joy of warming myself by a fire. I also realized that the place and the way we embrace fire has evolved in a diversity of forms and styles. So at Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces, we have brought together the widest selection of our fireplace products and technical knowledge in the Twin Cities. Our mission is to use our knowledge to help you choose the design and function that is right for you and your home. Visit Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces today and find the right fire for you. Hi, I'm Scott Shamblot from Shamblot Family Dentistry. We're the fear-free, shame-free dental office. If you're having a dental emergency, we'll try and get you in the same day you call because we don't like to see anyone in pain. And we'll help you get through every appointment in the most pain-free way possible. As my daughter Rachel says, If you don't see my dad, please see another dentist. Take care of your teeth because they're the only ones you get. Shamblot Family Dentistry in Hopkins and St. Paul. Find them online at shamblotfamilydentistry.com or call 1-800-FIX-MY-TEETH. Would you let animals pick your insurance? Do you really need to experience mayhem to get the best rates? Or how about a celebrity quarterback or fake university saving you money? There's a lot of marketing stunts when it comes to insurance, but what you really need is someone looking out for you. Call Array Insurance, and they will work hard to find you the best insurance coverage and rates. So avoid gimmicks and call Cheryl at Array, 763-504-3067 or ArrayInsurance.com. Array Insurance, working hard for you. Now, more than ever, we are being faced daily with a topic of human mortality. And for many people, estate planning has been top of mind. Getting your estate planning done now can be easy and cost-effective. Shroman Law offers virtual options for initial consultations so that new clients can safely initiate the process. With many facing uncertain financial situations, Shroman Law also offers affordable fees for legal documents. Learn more at shromanlaw.com. That's S-C-H-R-O-M-E-N-Law.com. With a look at your AM950 weather, I'm Patrick Lilia. Clear tonight with a low of 22, then sunshine Wednesday with a high of 36. If you're someone who has thought about going solar but are unsure if it's right for you, sign up for All Energy Solar's winter webinar. Visit allenergysolar.com slash webinar to register for an event and see what incentives are available for you. Ritz Radio presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is brought to you by MN350, a grassroots organization fighting for climate justice. Wow, your voice is sounding better already. we got to just keep working it, I think. Hey, I'm here with Wendy, and we just did Wolf Day here at the Minnesota State Capitol. And, you know, one of the things before you get going here, I, it, you know, wolves are our relatives, uh, 
clans are named after wolves. The lieutenant governor is in the wolf clan here in Minnesota. Uh, there's all these these you know relatives. These are our relatives, mm-hmm. and there's there's reasons why, especially with Native Americans, why. Uh, these relatives are so important for us and especially uh, sustain us, you know, whether it's, uh, uh, you know, what, what happened, that story maybe we can talk about later, uh, you know, at, uh, at the park, at Yellowstone Park, oh, Yellowstone you know, park, things yeah. like that, mm-hmm. how important this is. It isn't just like, you know, we uh, love animals and we want to protect them. There's more to it, to that. Mm-hmm. I mean, which is number one anyways, but... Those kind of things, Wendy, um, really excite us because we have this this show and mm-hmm. we know these people and we're part of a community. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Thank you, Robert. It's yeah. true. It really is. It is a heartfelt kind of emotional, um, you know, ask today at the state capitol. It's like, please don't kill the wolves. It's like, it's they're not, you know, deer. They're not other types of animal they're a wolf they're a pack animal they you know live together there's an alpha male and an alpha female who are the pack leaders um you know right here in minnesota like i said yesterday the pack averages about 3.6 animals per pack um they work together you know and they work um and they help the ecosystem we'll talk about that in a little bit but um the wolves are you know very important for the environment and uh, legend has said it, and we've talked about this before, Robert. Where Native Americans would watch the wolves, how yeah. they re- reared their children, how they hunted, how they lived, Way and back, yeah. and you know mimicked their life watching the wolves and befriended the wolf. Yeah, um, you see those old pictures in the yeah. late eighteen hundreds when uh, photography right. first started happening in the eighteen sixties. You'll see, oh, you know this Native American by their teepee with a wolf with a dog, and you go. No, that's a wolf. Right, <laughs> you exactly. Go, that's not a dog. That's a wolf. <laughs> that's a domesticated wolf. I got just a quick question, too, that I want to touch base with when. Uh, and one of the things is you talked about yesterday, too, in your one segment, we're doing a whole show about this, is that when um, Wisconsin was able to, last year, mm-hmm. open up, open up uh, the wolf hunt, mm-hmm. They slaughtered the wolves. There, it was insane. It was supposed to be like a month or two weeks, and they had the quota murdered by two days or something. I think like it was that. seventy-two hours. They went over the quota. Yeah. yeah, they were decimated, and that's what we're worried about here. You know, even though the wolf is on the Endangered Species Act as a, a threatened species, well, we know what happened in the last administration. What yeah. happened? Whoa. As soon as he got into power, he took them off the list. Right. And we cannot just wait and see what happens. We need to be talking about this now. We need to be proactive about right. this now and make sure everybody knows about it and bring awareness before the problem happens. And I think, you know, deep down, and I, and I, I don't want to turn this into like a total native thing but it is a total native Mm -hmm. thing because wendy um 
it shows the difference between the colonizers and the people that were here for mm-hmm. 10,000 years. That's right. Just blowing, you know, driving down the train mm-hmm. and blowing shit, uh, stuff away. Like, right. oh, did I swear? That uh, was a beep. Oh, beep. beep. I hope they caught that. Uh, uh, anyways, that, you know, those those things, the bloodthirsty, mm-hmm. you know, something's moving, kill it. Right. But I want to say, I give you a shout out too, because when that wolf hunt happened in Wisconsin, right. um, you were very upset about that. And your, your tribe, tribe. Ho-Chunk... Um, has a lot of land right. in Wisconsin, and you you came up with a resolution, and you presented it and asked that no hunters are allowed to go on the Ho Chunk land and kill wolves during right. the wolf hunt. And you know what? It was unanimous. Right. You didn't have any pushback on that at all because everybody, right, was yeah, well, like understands. absolutely. Right. We we don't want wolves killed on our land so i appreciate you doing that and that was really a big deal so good for you you're a good legislator yeah definitely and uh you know people like uh george stacy uh you know mm-hmm. who's running for president now those yeah. people have deep hearts representative mm-hmm. stacy and uh that understand you know that the earth and our relatives are a gift to us mm-hmm. and that we have to treat them accordingly yeah and, and uh really uh, pray to the creator after you know yeah. uh, after they you know and, and it's a long story too i don't even want to get into this because i really want to amplify some positive things but when we were at the state fair our whole situation yeah. against there, that's just a perfect example <laughs> exactly. it's like well if pe- people listening don't know what robert's talking about <laughs> we were had a booth at the minnesota state fair and our direct neighbors next yes. to us were trappers who had you know heads of animals for bodies, sale and everything. bodies for sale and all lots of really bad, bad stuff yeah and it was almost like cowboys and indians yeah. because you know we talk about hoof to tail mm-hmm. using things and thanking the creator where they would just kill something and stuff it and sell it yeah exactly that ain't, that ain't the you know no so. that's not the native way at all absolutely right. but i learned you know i I I never think I know enough when I go see my legislator. Like I'm always like, oh no, I don't know enough. And every time I do one of these things, I learn more. Um, So, like for instance, today, if if um, if someone was going to see their uh, senator, and it maybe had maybe a a Republican senator that they're going to see, right? Mm -hmm. And the Republican senator is like worried um, about guns right, or the NRA, Um, the senator might say, well, you know, the wolves, they're related to the guns, and if you don't want to wolf hunt, you don't really want to wolf hunt, you just want to stop, you know, guns and and things like that. And, And I didn't know this, but more wolves are killed by trapping and snaring than by bullets, Wow. Yeah, I didn't know that I learned that today. And trapping and snaring is... Um, two of the most cruel ways um, to kill animals because the animals will just be there for days and days. And I know in the Humane Society of the United States, we worked on bills that um, the trapper and the snarer have to go back there within like 24 hours to check to see if there's an animal. Um, Yeah, it's hard for me to talk about that because it's just so cruel and it's just so horrid. And the the other thing is, is that not only wolves get caught in these traps and snares, other animals, companion animals. Right. 
um, dogs, our dogs get caught in, in these traps. So mm-hmm. um, I was really uh, surprised to hear that more wolves die by trapping and snaring than by bullets. The other thing I learned today was that wow. was really interesting, if you don't mind me, just keep talking. And yeah, it, was in, it was in that- I'm kicking back. Go it ahead. was in that Star Tribune article that I talked about yesterday. So if anybody wants to look it up, it's a Star Tribune article, and it was written on January 19th. 2023 by Greg uh, Stanley. And the title is When Humans Kill a Single Wolf, It Can Decimate an Entire Wolf Pack. Um, The ripple effect from the killing of wolves by human was less apparent when they die of natural causes. Um, In the article, it said that there was research done saying that when, um, let's just say there's a wolf pack, and the wolves are killed by bullets. Mm-hmm. The wolf pack disperses and ends very, very quickly. Compared to a wolf pack where the wolf died of natural causes. Mm-hmm. So the wolf is in the pack and it's dying. And the other uh, animals in the pack know it's dying, right? And, yeah. and it can watch it die and it can grieve its death. And then after that wolf dies the pack can go on as a pack Mm -hmm. and stay whole and stay strong but when a when a human kills a wolf or the wolf is hit by a car and dies the wolf pack doesn't know and understand that so it disperses and it and it and it they don't stay together. They will all leave and go find somewhere else. There'll be lone wolves. And lone wolves are the wolves that are, are dangerous because they're all alone. What are right. they hunting? Most of them are hunting fish and rabbits and, you know, smaller animals. Uh, but they could take down a calf, you know. So keeping those wolf packs intact are the, are the best thing for wow. the Minnesota wolves and wolves. In in general, I did not know that. Yeah, I didn't know that too. That that's was from that article. Wow. And you know, Minnesota, it says it in the article, is home to the only original wolf population that never went extinct in the lower forty-eight. We have the original wolves here. Wow. That have never gone. Every other state in the United States, wolves have gone extinct, except for Minnesota. What about Wisconsin? They have gone extinct there. Wow. So we want to keep wow. the wolves here in Minnesota, right? Yeah. We want to keep them intact, keep the pack intact. So that's what we what that, we want to do. Say that on your shirt. Uh, I don't know what it says on my shirt. I can't look down <laughs> and read it. And then, you know. Oh, wait, Ogama's got a question. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, go Ogama. ahead, Ogama. I just wanted to point out too, Wendy, that keeping the pack intact is not only the best thing for the wolves, but that's the best thing for these communities that are nervous about the wolves, for you yes. know the right. farmers and the people who you know have mm-hmm. these concerns about the wolves. We won't have those wolves that are dangerous, that do cause those problems that you're worried about if we allow these packs to stay together and to live their life naturally and to not be um, hunted and dispersed in that way. So yeah. it's not absolutely. just what's best for the wolves. It's what's best for everyone. You yeah. are absolutely right because those packs that are intact are going to hunt together and they're going to bring down, you know, an elk. But what they do is they go they go for the weakest and the sickest of of the 
herd of yeah. you know those animals um and when they can't work together and take down an animal that that's that big because a wolf can't a wolf by itself can't take down that animal they have right. to work together to do that when the pact is like ogama said when the pact is dispersed and there's the lone wolf there that's when the wolves get in trouble and go and they're hunting things that they shouldn't we need to keep these animals we need to keep these animals together Hey, you're uh, cover. You and Ogma are covering the whole show here. It's like the old days of Pilot's Progressive Party when we uh, were That's on. That's right. Well, I have a lot more information. I have a funny story too. I want to tell. You better tell that first, so we have time. Hey, you're listening to Native Roots Radio, and we're celebrating the wolves today. And we'll be right back after the short break, Wendy. Stay with us. Oh. Hey, Olgama, I've been hearing a lot about this term, climate justice. What is that? Climate justice is recognizing that the negative impacts of climate change don't affect all people equally. It also means transitioning from a fossil fuel-based economy to a more sustainable future. MN350 is one of the groups that's pushing for this transition to protect our futures. You can even get involved, too. That's great, especially since I'm concerned about pipeline projects like Line 3. How can I help MN350? Just find them on Facebook or visit mn350.org. Metro State University invites you to explore how to grow your knowledge and advance in your career at their graduate program's preview day, Saturday, February 11th. Learn about more than 25 master's degrees, graduate certificates, and doctoral degree programs. Meet our extraordinary faculty and discover resources available to help you take the next step in your career. Sign up today at metrostate.edu slash preview day. Change the world your way, Metro State University. Minnesota has the only original wolf population in the continental United States, and 80% of Minnesotans believe the wolf should be protected. Howling for Wolves is asking Minnesotans to respect our true wildlife manager, the wolf. Their survival is critical to our ecosystems, our communities, and even our economy. As highly intelligent animals with strong social bonds, Minnesota wolves deserve to be protected and admired. Learn more at howlingforwolves.org. Let's live and let howl. JNS Bean Factory is a native-owned, community-supported, cozy, artsy coffee shop which offers roasted on-site beans, live music, and baked goods. Relax in the beautiful outside patio. City Pages writes, voted top 10 coffee shops. Tucked into a quiet corner of St. Paul's Highland Park neighborhood, this coffee shop roasts beans on-site from the best coffee-growing countries in the world. Located at 1518 Randolph Avenue, St. Paul. The good stuff. You're listening to Native Roots Radio. This is Spirit from Reservation Dogs. Get up and listen. Welcome back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is brought to you by the Native American Community Development Institute in Minneapolis. Oh, uh, hey, uh, we're here with Wendy and we're uh, grabbing her out of retirement here. And <laughs> we're talking about the wolf day at the state capitol and also just about wolves, which are our relatives and yeah. uh, are very sacred to us here in uh, Indian country and all over Turtle Island. Wendy, I want to hear that funny Funny story well, before the end of the show. Yeah, so I'm going to tell it really quickly. If anybody has heard about the dog nicknamed Ghost, it's like a white uh, pity dog who um, they believe was dumped in Nevada. 
And what happened is he's been uh, living amongst a pack of coyotes for seven to eight months. Wow. Yeah. So people in the area have been reporting that they've seen this white dog uh, roaming Chilling. around with the coyotes. Chilling and the, with the coyotes. And the coyotes have you know, adopted him in the pack. However, they got really worried about him because he was limping. Oh. Uh, so they had like a professional dog trapper come and they actually were able to trap him humanely, of yeah. course, with food and got him in. And now he's in a rescue oh. getting all fixed up. And he's supposedly like super friendly, loves kids, is a regular little dog, and um, they're going to fix him up and uh, get him adopted out. So I'll be wow. giving updates about that. I just so, thought that that was kind of funny. I didn't so know that. So he lived that. with the co- coyotes. Did he, uh, did he like roadrunners? or? <laughs> Was he okay with Roadrunners or? Oh no, that's that's a yeah. cartoon from childhood. So I just want to say that. So I'll be giving updates about that and seeing how that <laughs> doggy's doing and when he gets adopted. But I just wanted to quickly say that howling for wolves. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Oh. <laughs> has a stipend of money, right? So let's say the ranchers, because the ranchers are a pain in the butt, right? They're Easy. the ones that are always complaining about the wolves, the wolves, the wolves are killing all my cows. Right. Now, if you take the number of cows that we have in Minnesota and the number of deaths from uh, deaths from wolves and then how many wolves get killed because of that, it's a ridiculous amount. Um, but anyway, Howling for Wolves has money. So if a rancher believes that one of his animals, a sheep, cow, calf, whatever is on his land, was killed by a wolf, right? the rancher's got to take a picture, mm-hmm. say, a wolf killed my cow. Right. It's $2,000 or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. They're pretty expensive. Yeah. Howling for wolves will give him the money for the dead animal not to shoot wolves. So there is no reason why a rancher Mm -hmm. would need to kill a wolf. Also, go ahead. Sorry. And I remember years back when we talked about this Mm -hmm. and we've been on six years and you've done the animal... uh, uh, sacred animal yeah. portion or show forever that also that they get money to have like ribbons and yep. sound things can the you um, talk a little bit about that yeah humane society of the united states will offer free for free if the rancher is complaining of wolves hsus has like a special team of people who work on this and they will go and assess the property and say well i think a sound you know sound alerts will work or lights flashing lights will work in your your case, or let's put up this special fencing yeah. or fladry, which is the f- fencing that flies around. They're like flags that blow around and they scare what the is wolves. Flad, fladry, fladry. Cool. I've yeah. never heard of that. Yeah. And then, <laughs> they, you know, okay, maybe you need a guard dog or, oh. you know, whatever. So they help, they will work with the ranchers. Right. They want to work with the ranchers. They will give them money. They will give them all this stuff for free and educate them on how to use this and how to live with the wolves. Yeah. How to have less problems, how to have less, you know, killings of the, of their, of their animals, you know. Yeah, yeah. I just it's, wanna, it's really a simple thing because it, it's it's for free, and they they will give money, and mm-hmm. there's no excuse. And the the excuse is they just want to kill wolves. Right. That's the excuse. Yeah. That's the mentality. That's yeah. their mindset. That's, That's what's dark. in their soul. They want to they want to kill 
wolves. That's Dr. Maureen Hackett talked about that today. She's a psychiatrist. Uh She's a forensic psychiatrist. And she talked about like this mindset of these people who just want to go out and blow everything up. Right. And there's something wrong with that. And there's so many people out there that have that mentality mentality and they just want to you know do that and it's really really it is deep and it's really scary um so because they're walking amongst us they are walking amongst amongst us they are amongst us and they are out there and they just do i mean robert we've talked about um the wildlife killing contests, oh, God. right? We've talked, they happen here in Minnesota. I know. In the, <laughs> I remember when you called up, they had a, a, a bar, bar that in was. A, in a, er, uh, a rural area. Not that far from the cities, but yeah. That's true. So they have these contests and they'll say, well, we're going to go out and kill coyotes, let's say, right? We're going to yeah. kill, and we give prizes. We'll give you the pri- you know, prizes for the biggest, the smallest, the right. one with the longest tail, the one that, you know, is uh, weighs the most, and they have all these prizes, and then all these people come with their- Guns. Cl- and their pickup trucks and whatever, and their rifles, and they don't just use, they use like AK-15s for this. Come on. To obliterate these animals, yeah. yeah. And they use- they use whistles that call, That's that sound, sound like, like the, a baby to lure the animals out. They use bait. They use, this is, this. yeah, this is what they do. And then they bring all the dead bodies and they get all their prizes. Wendy, I always said it wouldn't, they call it a sport, but if it was really a sport, the, the animals would have a gun too to shoot back. Exactly. So it's not really a sport. Yes, I remember <laughs> um, that one particular, I can't even remember what county or where it was, but I did, right? He was right? freaking out. I did. I called I a lot. I called like every day. But he got a million other calls from people He got a million too. other calls, yes, to stop the wildlife killing he's contest. Like, I don't know. I just going to sponsor this and have people come in my bar. I don't know what's going on. And then it's we like called and his phone was us. disconnected and oh. the press was there and he really got a lot of you know, flack for this. So um, I think it stopped it. So, or they're more careful about it. My God. Yeah. So really, you know, we just have to keep our animals, you know, Robert, you were talking about uh, Yellowstone park. Right. When in 1995, when the wolves were reintroduced Mm -hmm. to that area before that uh, they were reintroduced, there were moose and elk and big hooved animals there who decimated the, the area. They ate all the vegetation, all the vegetation, you know, the river ran wild. There were no other animals and the land was stomped on. So they reintroduced these wolves. And what happened was all these big, hooved animals went into the forest because they were afraid of the wolves so then what happened all the vegetation grew trees all the trees, trees grew then the birds grown. came back and the roots went into the ground and the and river became the river. Yeah. stable and then the beavers came and then all the fish came and you know all the flowers grew and then the hooved animals would come out and the they the wolves would eat them and it made this beautiful like Garden of Eden because they the wolves did this. They're part of the ecosystem. Yeah. So, you know, they're important and you need to have that. If anybody wants to go online, there's a 
guy who's British or has an English accent, and it's called something like How Wolves Changed the River. Yeah. Or How the River Was Changed by Wolves. It's either one. I think you could just like kind of Google it. And it's a beautiful um, little video, and it really tells the story much nicer than my scratchy voice but yeah oh you did great uh i really appreciate this uh a lot of great information and we always we could talk about the wolves for weeks and weeks yeah and And, you know anybody out there howling for wolves is a great organization if you got any extra cash send them their way and I just want to give uh, Hauling for Wolves a quick shout out. I got a nice t-shirt out of the deal. Pini Gigi <laughs> for picking it up, Wendy. Yes. Hey, if you're listening to the show, you are part of the resistance from Chief Plenty Coops. The ground on which we stand on is sacred ground. It is the blood of our ancestors. We need to resist, divest, join a group, and run for office. We're still here. We are the seventh generation. Free Leonard Peltier. Now. Now.